Let's look ahead to Friday. There are 14 games on in the NBA. We're going to look ahead, what we need to watch for, injury updates. It's all coming up. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and it's really good to hear your voice saying my name. It sounds so sweet. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball on TikTok at redrock underscore bball and on Instagram at lockedonfantasybasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedonnba. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Double bang it. Listen on audio, watch the video, and when you hear on video, you subscribe, you will need to award it, you thumb it up, and you leave your comments down below. We're here to take a look at the action on Friday, and it is an insane schedule, two days in a row of insanity, two games on Thursday, 14 on Friday. Could have probably just split it into six and seven, I don't know, maybe. Could have done that, but that's fine. We've got um, the 14 games, and of course, with 14 games on, that means two teams aren't playing. And it means that you're probably not going to have an ability to just stream through random players. So we're not going to go through streaming heavily. We're not going to look at a stream of the day situation because in most spots, you're not going to be able to do that. We're going to give injury updates. We're going to update what we're watching for and things to pay attention to. And in the off chance, you have an ability to stream. So I'm going to mention a couple of targets. And at the end of the show, what I'm going to do is look at players who might be on your waiver wire, depending on your league size, who that if you did add, you probably would start them. And guys who are just sort of floating around and shouldn't be. And you get maybe a little bit out of them. And of course, we chunk it up towards the end of the show. Let's just start by giving some injury updates. There's quite a few pages of these to go through. Um, DeAndre Hunter will be out in Atlanta. Ben Simmons will be out in Brooklyn. Dylan Brooks will be out for Houston. I'm going to go ahead and assume that LaMelo Ball is going to be out in Charlotte. But who knows? They have told us absolutely nothing once again. Nikola Vucevic will be out. I did have... Derek Lively, because I expected him to be out, but he is not. Annoying that they're listing him as questionable. That seems ridiculous that he would be questionable for this game. And I would I would wager, I won't, but I would wager that he does not play. The same goes for um, Grant Williams, who they've listed questionable too. I think Williams is probably a higher chance of playing than Lively. Um, I'm expecting that Franz Wagner and Jonathan Isaac are out in Orlando, but we haven't had updates on those yet, but that is the assumption that I'm working on. just seems pretty ridiculous that uh, a day later after ankle sprains that these guys would be available to play, but who knows? Hayward Highsmith still dealing with a concussion. Rui Hachimura, I'm expecting to be out with his calf issue. Draymond Green suspension still out. We had a bit of an update on Draymond today, which is still like, okay, like maybe he returns to the facility in the next few days and ramps up to a return. Just give a suspension that time. Just say he's out 15 games. I don't know why this is hard. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why there's so much ambiguity around all of this stuff. It is so simple to do. But there you go. So maybe middle of next week for Draymond. He's ramping up his return to conditioning by joining the facility now. Like, okay. What does any of that mean? It means he's not going to play in this game, but yeah. Elf Stewart remains out with his toe issue or shoulder issue, sorry, Monte Morris is probably still out. 
Jim Butler has been ruled out, so that's you know great for General Saunas. I'm going to expect that DeAndre Ayton's not going to play. He's not with them on the road trip. I haven't heard anything to suggest that he will be, so I'm going to say that he's out. I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that Mark Williams will be listed doubtful. We'll see how that one goes. I don't think that Markel Fultz will, will be available, so I'm listing him doubtful. Someone said that, hey, with all these magic injuries, um, that should speed up Fultz's return. And I just don't think that's how anything like this works. I, I just, I don't. Gary Harris got hurt last... Oh, he, he'll be out, Gary Harris, by the way. I don't think Gary Harris being out means that we need that. Cole Anthony dealing with a quad issue. I, I, I just don't think that Markel, if he's actually got a knee problem, which he does, they're going to say, well, guys are out. Guess your knee problem's fixed. You're in. I just don't see how any of that works. That's the chasing of instant gratification. The instant, we need something right now for this one game versus, hey, but, but it might ruin your rest of season. It seems ridiculous. But teams do ridiculous things. I just don't think that's going to be the case here. So I'm going to list Markel Fultz as doubtful. Caleb Martin is officially doubtful for the Miami Heat. Andrew Nembhard's missed the last couple. I'm going to put him as questionable. I did have D'Anthony Melton as questionable, but he has been ruled out. Robert Covington is questionable for the Sixers. I'm going to put Tari Eason and Brandon Miller as questionable. It does seem like Eason will be available, but I'm not sure. Miller, no real idea because, of course, it's the Charlotte Hornets. Ken Murphy the third with his knee problem. It seems like he'll be available to return, but at the moment we're going questionable. Uh, Moses Brown, I'm going to list questionable. Jabari Walker hurt his knee last game. He is doubtful. That is official now. He's doubtful. I'm going to have Cole Anthony as questionable after missing the last game. Wendell Carter, they said after the game, yeah, he's actually dealing with some knee soreness, so we're going to have to judge that. That Their official injury report is not out yet, but I'm going to put Wendell as questionable. I'm going to put Joe Ingles as questionable with his ankle sprain that's cost him like 10 games. And Kevin Durant did take part in some pieces of practice. To me, that means you. It's not, I, just, I don't think that he's going to play, but we're officially listing him as questionable at the moment because they're saying day-to-day and he's there as a part of practice. I just... I would be relatively surprised if Kevin Durant plays, but we're going to put him questionable for now. Nasir Littleface, questionable. He was a late scratch for the last game with knee soreness. He's probably not part of the rotation at this stage anyway. Tailbone legend, bum injury legend, D'Angelo Russell. Let's call him questionable. Vince Williams missed the last game, um, so I'm going to put him questionable for Memphis. Dennis Smith and Lonnie Walker have been upgraded to probable. How the Nets use Smith, Walker, Thomas all off the bench? Somebody is going to miss out. I don't know who that is going to be. That will be that'll be something to watch. We're also expecting the return of the skater boy, Zach Levine, who is on the list as probable. Reggie Jackson is probable for Thursday, so I expect that he plays on Friday. And then a couple of the, the Mavericks report came in. So Dante Exum was listed doubtful. Derek Lively and Grant Williams listed questionable. So that is our exhaustive uh, injury report. So yeah, a pretty uh, lengthy injury report. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. It is the start of a new year and so many small businesses are asking themselves the same question of what do we do in 2024 to get better? How do we improve our business? How do we improve productivity? How do we just improve? And one of the ways to do that in a business is surrounding yourself with the best talent because success is to do with the people. And LinkedIn Jobs knows that that success depends on that team that you surround yourself with. And that is why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to go and hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. It's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate 
within 24 hours. Hiring is a key part of anything and it can be a frustrating process knowing that you get unqualified people applying, you got to sift through all of that, go through interview process, but LinkedIn can just help get the right people in front of you to help improve what you're doing in your business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and they might not have the time or resources to hire properly. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it is easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That is linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. We are here four or five days into 2024. I'm sure many of you have um, set yourself some goals for 2024. One of the common things is you know, New Year's resolutions and sweeping changes and big diets and big plans and leave your job and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes these big sweeping changes, they can be harmful to what you need to do. So maybe it's a good idea to take a look at the things that are positive, the things that you have been able to achieve, and then add small things onto them. You've decided that last season, last year you took on uh, and started t- uh, taking vitamins to help your health. And you go, okay, that's good. That's a good start. Maybe now I start to eat more fresh veggies and, and fresh salads. And that's an extra thing you can add on. And therapy is a way to be able to find your strengths, ditching the extreme resolutions and make changes that can really stick. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire. Um, you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't click with that therapist, you can change that over free of charge. So celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. Okay, so we've given the injury updates now. I'm not going to do a stream of the day because again, I don't think we should be streamed, but I will do more information on that later on. There are a bunch of teams playing the Friday, Saturday back-to-back, and you've got that list in front of you there. Celtics, Rockets, Pacers, Knicks, Sixers, Jazz, and Wizards all play the Friday, Saturday. So, of course, Al Horford's going to sit one of these games. Um, We don't know which one. Tari Eason's probably going to be at risk of sitting one for the Rockets. Pacers should be all right. Knicks are all right. I guess Embiid is marginally at risk for the Sixers. Jazz should be okay. Wizards, there'll be your Gallinari or your Mike Mascala probably sitting, and that's probably uh, about it with them. So we're going to go straight into what is on my radar for these 14 games. The first game is the Jazz and the Boston Celtics. I want to see what's happening with Simone Fontecchio. There are a lot of people who are very, very in on adding Fontecchio, and that is totally okay. We like to get ahead of it. I, I understand that. I don't buy that Fontecchio will maintain this level of production. He steals a double. His shooting numbers are really, really high, and I just don't think that holds, let alone does he necessarily stay as a starter long-term. I don't know about any of that. But let's see what he does. His last three games have been pretty good. The ones before that were pretty bad. Let's see what he does. That's another opportunity. And if you want to get ahead of it and you truly believe in Fontecchio, then you do add him. Um, Drew Holiday in Boston's been a little bit down. I want to see, again, continue the interplay between him and White because White has clearly been the better player this season. But Drew's struggles with his shooting, especially his two-point numbers, is that going to change or is that like... Is that just something that's happening at the moment and we need to adjust to... uh, Ooh, as my voice breaks, um, as we need to adjust to. If you are looking at some stream options, Alinek's always just giving a little bits and pieces off off the bench there, so he's worth a look. And then deeper leagues, we're looking at slamming Sammy Hauser. For Boston... In the next one, it is Atlanta going to Indiana. I want to see DeJounte Murray, who just continues to be solid. Mid, and so better than mid. He's been solid, right? But it's more about 
can he actually get some of this defensive um, ability back? Because he's been shocking on that end, I think, this season. And how he, he works in... Because someone asked the question earlier in the mailbag show, like, yeah, is Jalen their second best player? Maybe it was Kingy that asked it to me, actually. So is Jalen Johnson or DeJounte Murray the second best player? In terms of the paces, will they continue to start sticks? Um, we saw Bruce Brown return and Stick stayed starting, Jalen Smith, but there was no Andrew Nembhard there. Now, I don't think Nembhard is going to continue to start, but we need to watch what they're going to do. Smith was good, but played only 20 minutes as they gave more to Obi Toppin off the bench, and their rotation continues to be a complete mystery. In terms of stream guys, the Hawks are the worst streaming team in the league, so let's throw Damari Carroll out there. Aaron Neesmith, despite being you know, a top 100 guy over the last three or four weeks, again, admittedly on some numbers which probably don't stick, He's only rostered in like 40% of leagues. So he's still on the board there for us to stream. I have some doubts about how it holds long-term, but he's there, so why not? Um, the Wizards and the Cavs. I want to see what is going on with Denny Avdia. I can't really pin down what's going on with this guy. Huge usage compared to what he usually was to start the year and then got marginalized and started playing 23 minutes. Well, that's not enough. And then the last two games, he's been back up at big minutes. Well, not the last one. That was a stinker. Big minutes uh, and much better production. I don't know what to make of it. They got smacked by this very same Cleveland team yesterday by like 40 points and that reduced everything. But is Avdia a 24-minute guy? Is he a 30-minute guy? Is the game going to be competitive? I don't know. For Cleveland, the winner soldier Max Struess got back on track against the Wizards last time out. He is he's a hold, but like the shooting has been rancid for a little bit of time. But all it took for him to get back into our good books was to shoot well in one game because the other stats have been relatively strong as we move forward. In terms of streams, DeLon Wright in Washington is your assists and steals type guy. He's not super great, but he's there. And then Isaac Okora is probably the streamer for the Cavs if Karis LeVert has not been rostered. A reminder that the Cavs play one game next week. They're heading to Europe to play a game against the Nets. The Knicks and the Sixers is the next one up. I want to watch Josh the Hitman Hart. There was a chance to me that he would be a more solid 12-team league guy after the trade, and I'm not actually sure that is true. He continues to be quite uh, limited in his production. I thought he, the reason I was more interested in him is I thought he and DiVincenzo could lock in with three extra minutes per game. He said 28 for Hart, you get 31, and DiVincenzo goes from 25, 20, 24, 25 to 27, 28, which locks him in as 12s. But I'm not even sure about that anymore. So what is Hart's role? Is he a closer? How does that compare with DiVincenzo? What do the minutes look like? Because they've pumped those extra minutes into Grimes more so than Hart and Dante. For the Sixers, it is about watching Tyrese Maxey, who after his red-hot start has cooled off a little bit. I want to see that assist rate jump back up now that Joel Embiid is in, in the lineup. In terms of streams, it is DiVincenzo, but then Kelly Oubre is going to get obviously another opportunity to start with DeAnthony Melton out. Um, we roll with him in that role, and then we move on from him, I think, uh, later on when players return. The next game we look at is the Oklahoma City Thunder against those Brooklyn Nets. The Bronco Jalen Williams is on a hot streak at the moment. He's upped his usage. His shooting is great. The defensive stats are back, in particular the steals. So let's see if he can keep that momentum rolling. Well, for the Nets, well, there's a lot of things we want to watch. How does Lonnie Walker, Dennis Smith get incorporated into that bench unit? But how does that impact Spencer Dinwiddie? Because Dinwiddie has not been very good. He's looking like a drop in fantasy leagues as it is, especially category leagues. And if they cut a little bit out of him to get Smith, Walker, and Thomas bench minutes... 
well, then he's going to be a very clear drop. So let's see how that all goes. In terms of streaming, Lou Dort's always going to be on that Thunderboard. And for the Nets, it's probably always going to be Dayron Sharp. I've seen a little bit of stuff coming up that people are listening to Jacques Vaughn quotes and thinking that these quotes mean that they're going to bench Nick Claxton or trade him away because Vaughn is saying, we're going to give minutes to the guys who put in a ton of effort. Um, I don't really think that's on the cards, but Claxton is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this season. This team is going nowhere, so there is something to watch. Sharp at the moment is providing at least sort of fringe 12-team stream value. I don't think there is going to be a spot where they trade Claxton away and elevate Sharp to a starter, but anything can happen. I wouldn't make any moves predicting that or stashing because of that, but Sharp's doing enough on his own at the moment in 18 minutes a night. He's a good rebounder, good field goal guy, decent field goal guy, which is actually well up at the moment. Solid blocks play up. He's flashing some better passing. He's looking okay, but I don't think that this is like, hey, hold because there's going to be a trade. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets. Carl Anthony Towns, is this the game that he gets his first block since December 16th? We'll see. He's been in a huge slump. He was on the Bilo show two days ago. Let's see him turn it around. And well, for Houston, I don't know if this guy ever turns it around. Jalen Green, can he ever do anything more than being an inefficient scorer? Will we see him get benched down the stretch and play like 28 minutes a night with guys like Whitmore and Amen Thompson and Aaron Holiday coming on? Or even Tari Eason? They're all big questions that need to be asked. In terms of streams, the Wolves don't have many of them. Of course, it'd be Nas Reed and Jaden McDaniels. They're rostered in most spots. Not that they necessarily should be, but they are. And then you're down to Kyle Anderson and Akil Alexander-Walker. For the Rockets, while Dylan Brooks is out, it probably is the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, who's more of a 14-team option, but there are minutes there and he's producing. We keep a close eye on what they do with Thompson and Whitmore as well in this game. The Hornets take on the Bulls. We're not expecting Williams or Ball to play Miller up in the air. No Haywood, of course, as well. I want to see what's going on with PJ Washington because everyone is out and he plays 27 minutes a night. Like, why is he not getting 33-34? Do they just think he can't play next to Miles Bridges? Because if he's going to play 27 a night, he is not a 12-team league player. So let's see how they use him. Well, for the Bulls, it's Patrick Williams. So I, I put a tweet out today. So, like, so I'm going to do an all-star pick show coming up soon. And I said, like, maybe if, how would you guys rate like an all Josh hates this guy team? And there was so many names thrown in there. Part of the reason I wanted to put that out there is just because I think people misinterpret a lot of what I say. And if it's a player you like and I say, hey, I don't think he's that good. You just think I hate the guy. And what where I'm going with this is that someone said, yeah, but uh, man, you, you I can't understand why you love Patrick Williams so much. What? I... I don't at all. I don't think Patrick Williams is very good in the slightest. I don't. I think he's a complete bust from a number four overall pick. I think he's a completely mid player. I don't think he's very good at all. I think he's serviceable as a role player. That's about it. But the way that people can interpret your words, I've got to be really careful about it because you know, I'm here with a platform speaking stuff on players left, right, and center. And there's obviously multiple ways that my words can be interpreted. Some of that is completely out of my control, but I do need to be cautious of it. Now, when I say here, I want to watch Patrick Williams because Zach Levine might return. So who moves to the bench? Do they put DeRozan at the four and move Williams to the bench? I think they're more likely to move Caruso to the bench and keep Williams starting, but playing 27 minutes a night instead of 32, which probably means he's a drop. Like, I don't think Pat Williams' upside is super, super high at all. But we want to get an idea here. I think we'll get a pretty strong idea game one. In terms of streams, it is and continues to be both Big Dick Nick and Alex Caruso, who honestly are just ridiculously low rostered. They're like 60% available plus. That is ridiculous, that has been ridiculous for weeks, and it continues to be ridiculous. So maybe we should look to um maybe we should look to correct that. Today's episode is brought to you by the legends at Hungry Root. Hungry Root, yeah. 
If you're trying to eat a little bit healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Healthy habits can often disappear really quickly, but with Hungry Root, they are here to help you by giving you healthy food delivered to your house. You save money, you reduce food waste, you save time as well. Customers save five hours per week using Hungry Root without the stress of grocery or meal planning. So well, what am I going to eat? Um, what do I have to go and add? Like, how do I you know, plan all this stuff out? Hungry Root just does it for you, sends it out to you. Really, really easy stuff. The easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. You do a short quiz. They get to know what you are, your goals, your life, your lifestyle, all that sort of stuff. And then they start to get things going in terms of your needs and preferences to build your cart with delicious recipes and all the groceries that you need for the week. So, Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you. Hmm. Who's feeling hungry for a root? I just... Obviously, no Australians work for this company, which is fine. They're in America. Why would they? All right, let's go. What are the next? What's the next game that we're looking at? It's the Clippers and the Pelicans. I'm just putting Russell Westbrook on this list because no matter what I say about Westbrook, there are people who disagree. Like I talked about it a lot, even in the, the show today with Kingy, and someone responded back, "Well, you're just well off. You're way off on, on Westbrook." Like, Am I? I I honestly don't know what people are seeing, but I'll continue to watch. I'll continue to monitor. I'll continue to reassess my position on him as a viable fantasy option. He's not, but I'll continue to reassess that to see whether maybe I'm wrong on it. Um, And for the Pelicans, we really need to pay attention to the big fella, Jonas Valanciunas, because we are seeing a pretty even minute split with him and Larry Nance. And 23 minutes of Jonas Valanciunas is not a must-ross to play. Now, what you can easily throw out there is that if Zion gets hurt, or Larry Nance gets hurt, two situations that are, you know, that happen relatively often, Valanciunas' value goes back up. So we are not dropping Valanciunas, but we are watching to see how bad this value hit is. In terms of streams, Norman Powell is there for the Clippers, who's always in this boat, and Larry Nance is probably a 14-team ad. You could even consider him 12s for certain builds, but he's at least on the uh, stream board scenario. Portland and Dallas. Well, Portland's center situation is still up in the air. I don't expect Aiton to play, but You've got um, Moses Brown, who missed the last game. Jabari Walker's doubtful. So we're going to get Budgie. We're going to get uh, yeah, Moses Brown starting a- again. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Budgie's the better player, and I hope they start him, but who knows? I also want to see what goes on with the guards because Shaden Sharp is still coming off this groin injury. They're limiting his minutes. Or are they? Or maybe he's actually healthy and he's only a 28-minute-a-night player. But we want to watch Sterling Henderson, who got all the minutes. He played through garbage time. They're trying to pump minutes into him, which is a really interesting sign. Pumping those minutes into Scoot in a garbage time scenario suggests that they just want to make sure he's getting as much playing time as possible, which is good news for Scoot. It's bad news for guys like Malcolm Brogdon in particular. On Dallas, I want to see Kyrie Irving. His first game back was a little bit poor, but the second game was pretty strong. I still think he's being somewhat underrated in fantasy circles. In terms of streams, well... You could consider Dwight Powell on the Dallas side if we do have the situation, which I expect with Derek Lively out. We also know that Exum is doubtful here. And then for Portland, I guess it's Ibu Baji, but it could be Tamani Kamara. could be Matisse Leibel. could be uh, Moses Brown in that mix or Duop Reith even as well. Probably, Hopefully it's Reith and Baji and, and no minutes for Moses Brown. 
Orlando and Denver is the next one. This is a back-to-back for Denver. Jalen Suggs played a ton of minutes, and he was red hot last game. There is the chance that there is no Gary Harris, the gigantic likelihood there is no Gary Harris. There is the likelihood there is no Marco Fultz. There is a chance there is no Cole Anthony. There is a chance there is no Joe Ingles, and there is a chance there is no Franz Wagner. Um, and I expect there is no Franz Wagner. So I think Suggs is really someone to watch who I think has developed to a strong NBA starter. In terms of streams, I expect that they go with Goga again over Wendell Carter. So he's in the mix there. On the Denver side, it probably is Peyton Watson as the stream guy over Reggie Jackson. Watch to see if they sit anyone on the back-to-back. I doubt that they do. Um, and then for Orlando, there could be other ones as well. There could be Trevor and Queen if all those guards are out. There could be Caleb Houston, who I think would start. For Wagner, it could be Chumura KK, who is more of a four than a three, but I guess they could play him next to Paolo. I don't really love that. They played him a lot in place of Paolo last game um, when Paolo went to the locker room. So just watch that one as well. The Phoenix Suns and the uh, Miami Heat. Miami travels to Phoenix. Little Chungus Nikola Jovic started last game. We saw that there was no Caleb Martin and he's doubtful here. So there's a chance for Jovic to start again. There's going to be no Highsmith. But the game before that, they went with Jamal Kane. Jovic played much better last game. We'll see whether that is something they want to hold. Do they want Jovic out there if Kevin Durant plays? Like, that's not great. Not saying Jamal Cain's going to handle it better, but we need to see what they do with Jovic. And then for Phoenix, with Durant maybe returning, Frank Vogel said he's going to give minutes to Bol Bol. Now, Bol played well in that last game, but I still don't believe that Bol is a, a player that you want out there on a team that's purporting to be good. And if Bol is playing over someone like Chemezi Metu or even Nasir Littleface, or even Yuta Watanabe or Katabates Diop. I, I think it is, while he can rack up stats, I think it's actually a huge L for the team. So let's see how they use him. In terms of streams, Kevin Love is putting up some really good numbers, and there is a role here for him very clearly. Backup Santa gets some power forward minutes as well. And then Eric Gordon, still widely under-rostered, so I'm okay with rolling him out there. The Toronto Raptors and the Sacramento Kings. Dennis Schroeder's first two games with Emmanuel Quickly have been really strong. He's shooting um, well above career norms at the moment, which is boosting a lot of his value up. Let's see, is he hovering at 29, 30 a night? Is he going to share the court with Quickly as much as he has? Or will that push back down? That is something we need to pay pay attention to. Well, for the Kings, it's Harrison Barnes' minutes because they'd push way back down. And then yesterday in the double overtime game, even before overtime, his minutes had pushed back up. So he's not a 12-teamer, obviously, but... He moves more into streaming if he's a 27-minute guy versus a 20-minute player. And we also want to watch what the hell goes on with the Duarte Huerta. Huerta, not Huerta, Herta. The Duarte Herta situation um, and how bad they both are. In terms of streams, Gary Trent is probably the stream, but we're not rostering him as a must-roster guy at all. And then Barnsley is the stream in Sacramento. Memphis and the Lakers. Well, last season in the playoffs, Xavier Tillman, the cashier, did pretty well as the center for the Grizzlies, and he's been all over the shop this year. Like, he's gone from DNPs to starting last game. Does he start again? Do they put Biombo back in there? What's he going to do against Anthony Davis? I don't know. I'm not adding Tillman, but I want to see how they utilize him. Well, for the Lakers, I'm going to hope that they continue to start Austin Reeves. And you will, will not be surprised that after I talked about the Lakers at length yesterday and said, Darvin Ham, I don't know what this guy is doing. Um, the report came out from Shams that like, hey, yeah, there's some uh, discontent. And fair enough, because his decisions have made no sense all season. So we'll see. They made the correct call and put Reeves back into the starting lineup. Let's see how they roll with this as we move forward. But Reeves getting 36 a night is a top 50 upside player. In terms of streams, it probably is Tillman. Uh, but I don't feel very confident in that. And then it probably is Prince for the Lakers. But yeah, he uh, we know he's pretty up and down. Detroit and Golden State. Jaden Ivey ceded minutes last game to Alec Burks. I think Ivey is okay as a 12-team guy, but more luxury stashes. But there's going to be a lot of up and down. 
His usage isn't going to be sky high and the percentages can be iffy. We know this. So if you want to hold him, you can do it. If you don't, you don't. But let's see how they use him in comparison to Burks. The Warriors are on a back-to-back. In terms of streaming, Burks is the guy. He's available everywhere and he should be an option in especially deeper formats. And then Trace Jackson Davis continues to still be under-rostered. At the moment, I don't know what happens when Draymond returns, if Draymond returns. But at this point, I don't care. I roll with the guys who are producing, like Trace for now. And then if it goes into a situation where he gets benched and plays 14 minutes a night, then we move on. Very, I think very simple stuff. In terms of getting chunky, Friday through Tuesday, the only high volume day in that five-day period is tomorrow with 14 games on. So let's look at how we stream the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. No one plays three quality games in that time. Goga Badadze is right at the top of that list with the expectation he starts. He's got a Sunday-Tuesday combo. Again, finding the right balance of when they play is key here too. DiVincenzo's got the Saturday-Tuesday. So does Josh Hart. So that's useful, getting that Saturday game in. Remember, nobody plays Saturday-Sunday. Neesmith and the uh, Pacers and Kalilinik and the Jazz have the better schedule. It's the Saturday-Monday. So you get the game on Saturday and then you get the game on Monday. And then Torian Prince has got the later one, the Sunday-Tuesday combination. But getting that Saturday-Monday, if you're looking to maximize your games played, that's probably the way to go. Then you reassess it after Monday heading into week 12. Now, what I did say I was going to do towards the end of the show is look at some stream guys. Now, it's not just about a stream. Well, who are you going to add in for this one day? I've got a full roster anyway, blah, blah, blah. This is the guys that are sitting below 65% rostered, who I think would be very clearly in the top 100 players playing. Therefore, if you added them, you would probably start them on your on your lineup. This is for 10-teamers. So Hartenstein, Caruso, Neesmith, Grayson Allen, Jalen Suggs, and Nick Richards. They are available in a lot of spots. And I think in a 10-team league, if you added them, you would probably be able to start them and you'd have players worse than them on your team. Now, maybe you don't. That's worth looking at. But these are all names who are over 35% available for shallow leagues who I think are going to be at least top 100 guys on the day. And that as the same energy, we look at the 12 teamers. There's not as many here that I look at. I'm looking at top 110 sort of players for a 12-team league, top 120. And Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, and maybe Patrick Williams is someone we can look at who we might start. The Williams one is a little bit iffy, but Love and Lowry with the absences in Miami, I think you could consider them that you would add them and you might even be able to start them. It might not be worth it because the guy that you would have to drop or bench, the difference between those players might not be that big, but they are guys that if you did stream them in, I think they wouldn't necessarily have to sit on your bench for that one day. And for deeper leagues, there's quite a few here as well. There's Isaiah Jackson, Goga Badadze, uh, Torian Prince, Isaac Okoro, Jalen Smith, and Derek Jones, who are just widely available, 80 plus percent for all of these guys. And I think in a lot of 14 and especially 16 teamers, if you added them, you would almost definitely be available or, or able to start them. And the same thing we do for points leagues, Kevin Love, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, Big Dick Nick Richards, and Aaron Neesmith. I, I do think that these guys are all 55% plus available. If you added them on Friday, you would be able to find a starting spot for them over some other guys on your team. But of course, you need to have a look at how that all works on your squad. And that is a long-ass preview for a long-ass day with 14 games on tomorrow. Don't forget to be a double banger. Listen to the audio, then come over here with Anita Ward and ring my bell on video. Subscribe, thumbs up, and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.